Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, boys and girls and children of all ages. Welcome to the show. All ages, as long as you're over 21. Don't, don't download this unless oh, you are right. over Oh, that's right. We should get that disclaimer every time. And know. if you don't like foul language and belching, uh, probably <laughs> shouldn't listen, uh, listen, to listen to either. And references to Jesus Christ. Uh, yes. I think the, the all-ages thing is appropriate. We have an all-ages uh, venue here at the Hop Grenade. Yes. Yeah, there's kids out there. You pointed at Bevo and I, <laughs> when you said that. It's just, uh, I always point at her. Yes. Everyone look we at We have Bevo. an all-ages, and you pointed at her. I thought that was very strange. I, it was so I pointed to the ether, and Bevo was just kind of in the way. Yes. She is in the way of the ether. Yes. That makes perfect sense. But you know what else makes perfect sense? Find your ingredients at Northern Brewer. No right. way. How'd you know? I, I've been on this show a few times. I know the format. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you. Well, you know, have you bought stuff from Northern Brewer? I have. There you go. It's easy. They got the fixed shipping. Yeah. Fresh ingredients. Yeah. Um, everything you want. Check, check, check. Yeah. So they got a lot of stuff that nobody else has, which, of course, good reason to go there. Right. Uh, yeah. I was there today. I'm looking for... Uh, a vast array of supplies. Yeah. You know, selection, check. Fixed shipping price, check. Yeah. Customer service, check. Yeah. Fresh ingredients, check. Everything to do, everything to, to brew, everything we've talked about on this show since the beginning of time, check. They got it all. Uh, you know, and good people, too. It's nice that, uh, you know, the people that are running places like this are brewers, because that uh, really speaks it, to me. It shows. Yes. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. So check them out, northernbrewer.com, all sorts of good stuff there. I'm kind of excited, as you can tell, that we've got uh, our good friend Michael Fairbrother here in the studio with us. Present. There he is. Because not only is he the... Uh, the owner, uh, master mead maker of Moonlight Meadery in in New Hampshire. He's here with us in the studio to talk about uh, meads. Today's hey. show, meads. Thanks, Jamil. Hey. You, you flew in today, right? Uh, actually, last night. Last okay. Last night, came to the brewery, drank a bunch, sent him home with it like a growler. So it's twelve o'clock his time right now, and he's starting a mead <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a one for the team. <laughs> Who who doesn't? Who doesn't take one in? And what did you guys brew today? A uh, an IPA with honey, honey and honey malt, honey IPA called Evil Bee. Evil Bee. Evil Bee. Nice. And when when will that be on the market? December, early December. California only, or uh, it might reach a few places. Okay. Bottled tap house is going to be. How's it going to be uh, distributed? We will put in containers, <laughs> and people will glass buy cans it or cakes. And, uh, yes, all of the above. Yes, we'll put in containers and sell it to people. And then they will pour it and drink it. That's how it works. How I don't it know works. if you're familiar with all of this stuff. There's a book you could read about, right? That can learn about it, isn't there? <laughs> That's right. Uh, there is, but we'll get to that later. Okay. All right. So today we're gonna we we thought since we had Michael in the studio we're gonna talk about meads. Uh, we can do a mead show, and mm-hmm. we would like compare all these commercial meads and and select a winner like we always do. And now there's just one, <laughs> just one commercial example here. That's right. Well, John, do you want to tell us about uh, I'm gonna the BJCP mead style? I would like to pass to Fairbrother. Sure. Pass, right. the, pass the uh, gauntlet to him. So uh, you have traditional meads, which can be dry, semi-sweet, or sweet. Um, they can be sparkling or still or um, in between. And um, 
you're really looking for um, a showcase of honey. So even um, the driest ones will still have a predominant honey note to it. But also you can have three different uh, strengths. So you can have hydromels, which are like a watered-down mead, low in alcohol. You have standard meads, which up to 10 12%. Then you can have sack-strength meads, which are meads with you know greater than 14% ABV. And most of the meads we make, and we make over 70, um, have that you know little higher than normal alcohol level. And we brought four with us today to share and uh, wasn't really sure I was going to be on the show today. So, you know, bear with me as we go through these four. Um, but other than traditional meads, which are just made with honey and water, you can have melomels, which are meads made with fruit. And we've got one here that's a sizer. So it's a barrel-aged um, apple and honey mead. And then we have uh, some methaglins. And we've got um, coffee in bed, which is made with Sumatran coffee, orange blossom honey, then Fury, which is a uh, reformulated recipe. Uh, we used habanero peppers, ghost peppers, and Trinidad scorpion peppers. So it's got some, uh, what I call liftoff. It does. So, <laughs> you know, the, the heat seems to go through the roof, and then the honey just kind of envelops and, and washes it all back. I started out with the Fury, and then I went through all the other three, <laughs> and just now the Fury's kicking in. It's hot. It's oh. good, though. I like it. All of them are like amazing. Oh my god! Well, and what I like about your meads is um, the honey is very prevalent. It's you know, there's no lack of honey character. That's that's a big plus. And then you know, whatever the the meat, I can tell you, you know, scramble these around, pour them for me blind. I can tell you which one is the coffee one, which one's the raspberry blossom one, which one is the apple one, and which one's the the, the pepper one. No problem. Easy, easy peasy. So I love the fact that it's got all this character to it, and the and the honey part is is a big part of it. They're really well balanced, well fermented. You could tell. Yeah, we've had um. Uh, the reason I'm out in California is I've been invited by the Robert Mundavi Institute to be a guest lecturer this um, weekend. And so I'm with a few other mead makers presenting on how to make mead. And when I started prepping for the class, I started to realize I don't remember how to make mead. <laughs> you know, I make enough mead now that I forget that there's actually a process to it and there's a lot of details but um, And I recently got back from Australia and at the Australian National Homebrewers Conference, and to see people's expression when we tasted them on our meads was just phenomenal. And, I mean, I just got an email today from a guy, a big Brewing Network listener, you know, sending me his recipe and saying he's going to be making more meads. So, you know, it's, awesome. it's, it's incredible. Are there a fair amount of meaderies in Australia at all, or is that like an unknown... Mar- untapped market uh there's a couple um i can't say i'm familiar with all of them that exist there i did try a few meads that i was there and um you know it, it's you know it's pretty incredible i was on a, a train coming back from a tasting event and this gentleman was on the, the train with us and he saw my shirt and he said you work for moonlight meadery i'm like i'm michael i'm the owner he goes oh, i listen to you on the brewing network he says i love you i want to i've been looking to buy your meads where can i buy them we just pulled up to a store that I was at the day before, and I said, well, that store right there is going to have it in the following week. He goes, oh, I live across town. He started listing a few places. I said, well, it happens to be. I talked to both of those store owners, and they're bringing in product as well. Wow. So we've already heard from our importer uh, in Australia that it's expect another order within the next month. Nice. Success. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the wealth. Hmm. Can't get over this this apple mead, man. It's like there you go. it's like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> like yeah, apple, like sweet apple Jolly Rancher. Little, oh, you're talking about the candy, the uh, candy. Right. Yeah, Jolly Rancher. Was that your your throwback to the old like fourth grade joke? You want a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, go fuck a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you never. You guys never told that joke in no. grade school. No, <laughs> no, no. I thought you, that's what you were referencing when you said, "Oh, the candy." <laughs> 
What wow. kind of school did you go to, man? Wow, Moscow. Uh, the school where they... Uh, I want to hang out with you more. When you screw up in regular school and they, they, they beat kick you your ass, ass to yeah. the school where you call your teachers by their first names, you know? And you, <laughs> you smoke go. cigarettes during the recess. Bob, let me tell you about right. uh, second grade. That school. Uh, really, Bob. Uh, you shouldn't be touching me there anymore. <laughs> That's a really good voice. That is good. It's good stuff. Here you go. Street blade. That's just, yeah, yeah. We're perfect for the sling blade for uh, Adam and Eve. Hey, I tell you, if they bring Adam and Eve back on the show, we're gonna kill it. I will do the sling blade. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share my doctor's corner. <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll 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 whip out the the liquid and everything. There you go, sold. Okay. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about. Uh, uh, maybe we'll pick a winner. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about uh, recipes. I don't know. It's all up in the air. Recipes. But back after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh, existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Law. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. The best thing to happen to brewer's yeast in a century is from White Labs. For pro brewers and home brewers, yeast in the new Pure Pitch Package, powered by Flexel technology, redefines how fresh your yeast can really be. That's because your yeast is cultured, grown, and delivered all in the same Pure Pitch Package. It's never been transferred and never been exposed to the environment. Pure Pitch is powered by White Labs' proprietary Flexel container, which took six years to develop and is designed to be the best your yeast has ever traveled in. Just cut open a Pure Pitch package and pitch the purest yeast possible. Learn more about Pure Pitch powered by FlexCell technology at whitelabs.com. And while you're there, sign up for one of the many great classes White Labs offers, like Yeast Essentials 2.0, coming up August 22nd and 23rd, or any one of their great workshops for brewers, distillers, and vendors. Pure Pitch from White Labs. Six years to develop, refine, and perfect. Two seconds to open. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store... It's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking with uh, Michael Fairbrother of Moonlight Meter in New Hampshire. And we got, of course, uh, Scott the uh, the Ginger. Uh, we've got uh, John Plisé. Every size, we by got, the way. We've got Every size Ginger. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tasty. tasty. Climbing my, the ladder Corrected my already. previous mistake. Thanks, baby. Right. Average size for what, a hobbit? <laughs> uh, height. I'm not talking about any particular other aspect of his uh, anatomy. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, of all the people I know who, you know, pick the person you know that is most like a hobbit from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Who's it going to be? Well, I know more people, I think, than you. Hobbit. What is that? What it's is the beard? A, what's a characteristic what's he got, of like, a hobbit? Uh, I don't even know what a hobbit does. Club feet or something? What's they the do this. My precious. Oh, I see. And they, yeah. Well, size. Um, you, know, just, you know, hairy feet. I don't know. Hairy feet. Very yes. hobbit-like. Very hobbit-like you are. Okay. I don't know. Is that a compliment or an insult? Or <laughs> yes, because you uh-huh. saved the world, dude. Oh, okay. You get some residuals Absolutely. A compliment. Absolutely. Okay, well, thanks. Well, trust. You have the, you you know, know, exactly. you have the strongest heart of all, all beings. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For some reason, it's just like the worst I've ever felt after being complimented. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You, you can carry the most burden of anyone here. And you're thanks. doing it well. Okay. Uh, for three three years. With Jamil now on <laughs> That's a burden. Mike, that's yeah, a sure. burden. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real burden. Yeah. <laughs> Opening up a business. So if I'm the Hobbit, what does that make Jamil? <laughs> the Dark Lord. There you go. There it is. Absolutely. The Eye of Sauron. Makes me makes me like uh, one of those elves were gay. I'm just saying. That would be me. I think I'd feel even worse if it wasn't for this uh, meat I'm kind of hammered on. <laughs> Right. Oh, <laughs> your meat. eyes are a little glazed. That's right. Uh, meat. Yeah. We're talking about meat. All right. So uh, we've got these meads in front of us, and let's go through. And uh, Scott, what's your what's your, uh, your take on these meads? Well, I mean they're they're all uh, just spectacularly delicious. I love them all. I like the um, I like the yummy stuff. So I, you know, it's it's they're all very sweet, and I like that. It's the, the last the apple one, the last apple. Uh, just like a apple pie filling, um, the raspberry I thought was really similar to the to the last apple. I had to kind of go back and forth between the two to really yeah. dial in the the distinction between the the fruit character because they they really tasted very similar in terms of their their sweetness level, especially against these other two. The hmm. coffee one had a lot of sweetness for a coffee thing, right? And I thought it was an interesting balance of the coffee. There's a really pronounced coffee. 
um, bitter is the wrong word, but the coffee, acrid coffee thing. But there really wasn't the sort of green pepper unpleasant part of the coffee. Mm-hmm. It was just this coffee flavor that somehow worked with the sweet mead. Hmm. However, Mike's doing it, man. He's killing it. And then the Fury um, was nice and, and, and hot, had some heat to it right when you swallowed it. But it was sweet up front, and then the, the, the heat takes over from the pepper. But then it wasn't overwhelming. It kind of went away after about 15 seconds. And all of them are just, they showcase their, their, uh, their adjunct just beautifully. These are amazing beverages. I'll tell you what. So what's your number one, number two, number three, number four? That's a really tough call with these. I think I would probably put the... the you had the apple first. I did. And that that's uh, my instinct was to say that's my number one. Right. But uh-huh. as I'm thinking about it, I think the Fury might be my number one. Uh-huh. Then the last apple. Uh-huh. Then the last apple and the raspberry were, were, were just dead even for me. Uh-huh. And then the coffee bringing up the rear. But I mean, this is, you're talking A plus, A and A minus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You like to bring up the rear. All right. Uh, let's let uh, what? Let's jump over, Michael. Let, let's go to John here, <laughs> the producer of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they all showcase the honey. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell they were well fermented. The little bit that I do know about mead making is you got to have a lot of nutrients present during fermentation. Mm-hmm. So, what was that? Fermate K or DAP or something like that. But um, very drinkable. You know. Adding these interesting adjuncts like coffee and habanero, I've never ex- experienced this in my life. It's kind of interesting. Um, I prefer the apple, number one, mm-hmm. because it just seems to balance with the honey flavor the best. Mm. Um, the n- yeah, sweet and apple go together quite well. Yeah, and that tends to be the most drinkable, like mm-hmm. ones that I would want to keep drinking. Uh, the raspberry blossom. Um this is your base raspberry honey, right? It's just, yes, it's a, just a traditional mead. Yeah, very traditional, you mm-hmm. know, very mm-hmm. straightforward mead. Uh, great. The habanero is interesting, man. That after kick, I just tried it, and now I'm starting to sweat from my eyelids a little bit. But I think I'm just a pussy. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> and the coffee in bed is really a trip. I would love to wake up one morning like at a, at a beer event and just like hand me the coffee in bed, mead, <laughs> you know, like the day after mm-hmm. NHC or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well done, man. Well done. So your top was the apple. Apple and then the, the, the standard. The raspberry. Raspberry, yeah. Okay. Uh, tasty? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, the raspberry blossom. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it uh, showcases the, the honey flavor better than the other ones. <laughs> of course, because they each have these other, you know... Uh, other characters that are, you know, can, can override the honey, I think, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I, you know, I also like the uh, the last apple. That's really good. Um, strong. It's really, uh, I think Michael said it was 16%. Yes. So it's got a little bit of a burn to it. That was but, uh, aged in bourbon barrels. That's where, okay, really doesn't have much uh, bourbon character. And that's where it picked up uh, the other, say, 2% or so. Huh. It's very nice. Uh, the coffee and the fury are two different, which are, which are two different uh, beverages here. I, li- I like the. I'm not a big coffee beer person because uh-huh. usually they they disappoint me with not enough coffee character, and then not enough beer character because they seem to be watered down. A lot of times they are, uh, but I really like the, the, the coffee in, in in the meat. I think it really uh, one doesn't uh, diminish the character of the other. I think it's got really great coffee aroma, just like almost like and then the taste really like what you'd expect it has really good uh, coffee character so i mean i you know if i was in uh wanted something other than a than a fruit mead that would be just a great great choice and i'm sure i'd find myself recommending that to people that uh, i think would like uh you know something other than a than a fruit uh, mm-hmm. based uh, mead uh the fury yeah uh luckily we don't have the one that has the uh habanero in the bottle right Th- those are uh <laughs> Those would be peeling the uh, skin off our throats about now. Or is it? Yeah, it's a uh, little more than uh, hot. It's yeah, extremely it, it hot. It does something. It really uh, extremely hot. Would you say? Like, yeah, we aged one for a month with a ghost pepper actually in the bottle, yeah. and um, what drank happened? it. But you know, <laughs> it burns twice. Water? <laughs> it burns twice. Is that right? Oh yeah, the other end too. Sounds <laughs> okay. like suicide. Was there just just the one example, or did you, this was actually a release? 
Um, no, we um, oh, we made up like uh, three sure. cases just with the uh, ghost peppers in the bottle, okay. just because we had people begging for it. And you just sold it out of your uh, your, your right there tasting room, right? Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, people just, wanted it, <laughs> just like the little uh, worm floating in the tequila kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. love it. Yeah, but I like the Fury. I you know take the first sip and it burns a little bit, you know, twice alcohol, then then the heat, but uh, you know second third sip it uh, tastes great. I yeah, I don't get a whole lot of burn out of the Fury. I, I get a little mild uh, heat and a little smokiness. I'm not getting the burn like you guys are. I don't want to overstate the case. I mean, yeah. it's there, but it's. I, I, I think it is there, but you know, just like I said, like you know, 15 seconds worth. It's maybe. balanced with the the sweet. I don't know. I but I, I I will say I'm with you 100% tasty. The raspberry I feel is the best one on the table. Why? Because you get the you know the the clean honey, you're getting you know and and I feel like the acid balance on that compared to the others is the best. With the others I'm getting the other flavors. I get the apple. They're they're really nice. I get the the apple character in the apple. And now that you mentioned bourbon, I get a little bit of the bourbon. Um, uh, I get the coffee in the coffee. I get the 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 peppers, the the variety of peppers in the pepper beer. But like Tasty's saying, and this is the thing, it actually detracts from the honey character, the varietal of the honey. In because those those characters are, are prevalent. I'm not saying those aren't aren't no. really nice meads. No. But I'm saying my number one on yeah. the table here is the raspberry blossom mead. Because really what's mead about for me, it's about the honey. It's about, you know, the expression of the honey, fully fermented, you know, a balance between the the acidity of the fermentation, the alcohols, the esters the sweetness, the back sweetness of the honey, that balance, uh, that drinkability, mm-hmm. and I think that's in the raspberry honey. That's why I think that's our winner. That's yeah. our number one. I'm definitely a fan of that one. Yeah. And, you know, all these uh, meads. Uh, all the rest of you people, you don't know what the hell you're talking well, about. Well, it's a, they all taste great. And, uh, yeah. You know, when they, you know, one thing they, they all have in common is they're sweet. But it's, a, it's not the kind of sweetness that you mm-hmm. like uh, – Get tired of it. sweetness that you want to have another sip. Well, you don't to want too to much sweetness. Point. You want to be cloying. Yeah, that's right. Sweetness is you know people expect a yeah. a honey based beverage to be sweet, yeah. but you can get to the point. I've had meads where it was just a heavy sugar. It was you know diabetic coma coming on. <laughs> really, uh, and I've had other you know meads where the honey was completely lost. It was dry. It was tart. It was you know more wine like. And not enough honey character, and I think you know it's a tricky balance. But I think that that the raspberry blossom one—that's that's your winner right there. Can we uh, put a finer point on cloying, just for the ignorant? I mean, I've heard it a million times. I, right. Does it just mean it like kind of stays on, on in your yeah, mouth? Yeah, heavy. You know, it 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 it, it uh, coating, uh, suppressing, thick. Um, and it lingers. It doesn't uh, lingering. Like your saliva doesn't make it go away. Teaspoon of sugar. So just trying just raw sugar and tasting that. So there's no acid. There's no structure to it. Is what I define as cloying. And also some of the meads that I've had that are cloyingly sweet, when I judge, are thick. So you mm-hmm. get a viscosity note to it that's really kind of like viscous. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be applied just to sweet. Any anything can be cloying, right? Sure. Sure. Uh, I guess I, I only hear it in, in reference to sweet, though. Does anyone ever use it for anything else? I mean, that, that load of jizz in your throat was it's cloying. cloying. I don't know. Yeah. It was a little sweet, you know, after a, a night salty, of moonlight mead, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> John immediately <laughs> went to look to see Man, if there were any kids. You guys go from, like, uh, <laughs> rolling down the track to, like, <laughs> Tasty. in the ravine in, like, Tasty. one half a second. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, whoa, this car has gone off the road. I do. Like, I've lost my freaking mind. Man, I was just, like, enjoying the view. All of a sudden, whoa. I'll, say, I'll tell you, if you want to hear just me much more on point, uh, lucid, uh, erudite, uh, talking uh, scientific fact about brewing. You're just as bad on there. Ch- check out the, 
Check out Brew Strong. Strong. Another fine show you can download for free from thebrewingnetwork.com. Myself and uh, my good buddy, John Palmer. You're very good buddy, John Palmer. Yes. (laughs) We, we. So I'm glad somebody's sensible in this whole (laughs) podcasting thing. Hey, hey, between me and John Palmer, I tell you, who has more control and common sense? I think I do. (laughs) I think I do. Well, if you can understand what he's, I mean, he's pretty smart, so. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you know, you can get it. You can dumb it down for us dummies. He, he, I tell you, he, you yeah. know, we're in the crack house with the hookers and you know the gambling and all that stuff. Who is going to have more control and more common sense? Yours truly, right here. I'm telling, you. So you're I'm the telling you. You know that from experience. I'm taking. I'm I've sure. seen, well, seen once or twice. Jamil. He makes John stay on seventeen. John is like, I want to hit. And Jamil's like, no, nah, man, right. that's just not the right play. Right. Stay on seven. The voice of reason over here. Come on, big there man. You <laughs> there you go. There you go. So check it out. Bruce, if you if you enjoy this, my God, uh, you, you look at what you'd get with Bruce Strong. Yeah, there you go. True. It's a hell of a it's worth the download. And there's more, the there's only, more uh, than a score. There, There's like a... a uh, a, 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 a phalanx of uh, yes, a, yeah. <laughs> to download a plethora, a plethora, of cornucopia, a yes. cornucopia. Yes, yeah, any topic you'd want to think Italian about. worth. My shows. my uh, phone's full of uh, Bruce Strong episodes. That's what I listen to when I'm on a little traveling a bit further than I would uh, want to. Bruce Strong. It's the last resort. <laughs> one for one reason. Uh, I'm, I'm, when I've run, run out of everything else to listen. No, 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 no. I turn to Bruce it Strong. Is, it's, no, it's entertaining. <laughs> and uh, when I'm not on those shows, that's good, too. So I don't have to listen to myself. There you go. I appreciate not listening to myself, too. All right. Let's do this. I'll take a short break. When we come back, we will... Uh, Get back on time. Uh, well, <laughs> that's long gone. But uh, we'll hear from uh, Michael how oh. he makes these great meats. Well, he's going to give us a, a quick and, and, and easy recipe to follow to make uh, the award-winning mead, the raspberry mead, raspberry blossom, right after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com Starting a brewery is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's definitely a labor of love. If you're not going to give it 100%, don't bother Brewers Publications is proud to present the Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery by Elysian Brewing's Dick Cantwell. Business plans, financing, sustainability, and more. This book takes you through the planning and execution needed to turn the dream of craft brewing into a reality. Whether you want to open a brew pub or a packaging brewery, learn the professional side of ingredients, wastewater, quality, and how to build the craft brewery of the future. The Brewers Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery, available now from Brewers Publications and BrewersPublications.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? 
go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive, and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country. Wait, they just landed in Australia with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. And now get 15% off by going to moonlightmeadery.com forward slash BNARMY and use coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Hey, sign me up for that party. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Uh, Drinking was mead. Sharing another mead with us that I think we we may have chose as the number one had we uh, had we had that in the mix. Well I don't played, know. He, was, he, was, well he, was, he was holding back on us. No kidding. We were sure of what our number one was, and then we had uh, the Kurtz Apple Pie Mead. Put out of the water. That's, that's, it's got a, a great, and we were talking about the. It's a panty dropper. <laughs> well, <laughs> my panties fall. You're not that. wearing panties, so they would nothing would drop. I'm talking <laughs> about women who you know, people who wear panties. <laughs> It it has a uh, you know almost a, an apple crispness to it, like a you know like when you have a great apple pie, uh, a great apple pie has a tartness and acidity to the apples sure. that balances out the sweetness of the crust and the caramelization that happens and the the brown sugar and uh, and the and the spices that are added, and it's a mm-hmm. balance and you have to have that proper acidity of apple to balance out the whole thing so it's a you know you can eat an entire pie i tell you i could drink an entire uh bottle of the uh, kurtz apple pie it, we actually had a young lady self. call the meadery one day and she said i love the single serve size bottles <laughs> and i was like Damn, that's almost 17 percent." and she goes well, you don't understand. I'm going to these parties and I have such a good time. And I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, no, I, I understand. <laughs> but please be careful. Yeah, we, we, we try to say, please share a bottle. And they're romantic enough to share. But, um, yeah, we, um, I took the fresh pressed apple cider um, the day it was pressed, brought it to the meadery. We don't add any sulfites to it. We use about 75% by volume apple cider, 25% honey. And um, after fermentation, we add Vietnamese cinnamon, Madagascar bourbon, vanilla beans. So it's about one teaspoon to maybe one to two teaspoons of, of Vietnamese cinnamon and maybe two vanilla beans to a five-gallon batch. It's hmm. a great yeah. recipe right there. There you are. Uh, yeah. How do you follow that up? 
I don't know. You can give us the recipe for the raspberry blossom. Sure. There you go. So, um, and the process, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, uh, well, like I was talking off. Can you come and make it for us? Yeah, I could do that. All right. There you go. They fly me all over the country <laughs> these days. Um, for our traditional meads, like the raspberry blossom, which is using a uh, single source varietal honey, um, where we can trace the honey back to the beehives it comes from. So it gives us some certainty that we know we're getting what we're paying for. You know the bee's ass it came out of. Oh, it comes out of the front end. Of yeah, the they bee, regurgitate it. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> throw did, me off track with that one. Do bees, do bees crap? Uh, do, yes. They, have it, like they, a poo? Um, they must. During the spring, they'll clean the hives, and they'll drop these little wax bombs, and they'll, <laughs> it, it, it coats your car. I've, I've dropped so, some serious wax bombs. <laughs> I'm just saying. And so, um, you know, we start with the honey. We'll warm it up to about 80 degrees uh, just so we can lower the viscosity of the honey and we'll pump uh-huh. it into our mixing tank. Uh-huh. Uh, we use cold water so we never heat the honey up because uh-huh. uh, when you're heating up honey, you're going to denature those enzymes and that really kind of cooks the flavor away. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we have the honey and the water mixed up, we're looking at about, you know, 25% by volume honey. 75% by volume water in this case. And so we're looking at a starting gravity about almost 30 bricks. So 1.120 um, starting gravity points. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll let that ferment at 68 degrees. We use uh, Lavalon um, 71B for wine yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, we add nutrients. We stagger the nutrients for the first three days. Um, that first three days, you're really focusing on growing the yeast culture. So you're adding some oxygen by stirring up the must to degas it you're adding the nutrients you want to be careful that when you're adding nutrients you stir it up with a like a paint mixer type of thing or uh, we uh, use a whisk but uh-huh. um or with our thousand gallon fermenters we're now using pump over so we'll you know just spray mm-hmm. the meat over the top of the tank but you have to be careful um so that the whole thing doesn't evacuate the tank you're in and mm-hmm. flood over onto the floor so it's a bit of a process, but it's well worth it at the end. And then after fermentation, we'll rack the meat into uh, secondary tanks or tertiary, and then we'll add the cinnamon and vanilla. And the key for making a mead like this one is to add the best possible ingredients you can get a hold of. Mm-hmm. So we use Vietnamese cinnamon, which is actually from a cinnamon tree, and the Madagascar bourbon, which is the island they grow on, vanilla beans. Hmm. So you get that... You know, the tartness from the apple mm-hmm. kind of really carries through. And we're using a New England blend of apples that we get in the fall. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up a little over 3,000 gallons of cider in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're making an awful lot of apple pie because we just started introducing this on draft. So, you know, fans all over the country or all over the world and Australia and such um, can pick up our, you know, try our meads like this on draft at bars and, uh, we're, we're killing it in Texas and Florida and Chicago and Arizona and just starting to really kind of get a hold of it here in California, too. I think it's really going to push your bottle sales to uh, be able to you know, get a smaller pour than a half a bottle. Even that might be too much for some. Yeah, and we're still a single-serve bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. We've, uh, we've seen the sales just continue as soon as people try. because. Yeah, Price. Most people have never tried meat. I mean, right. you're still looking at 99% of the population that's never even heard of it. So by giving them an opportunity to try it in a bar, you know, they're they're really going out into their local package store and mm-hmm. trying to figure out where they can buy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at our sales graph and, you know, Shamil's got some pretty impressive sales growth ahead of him. I'm terrified at this point. You know, we just added another 2,000 square feet to our production floor. And we're looking to fill it with barrels just for, you know, our barrel projects. But now I'm worried about needing more space beyond that. So it's a good problem to have, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> but drink more mead. <laughs> <laughs> and we are offering uh, Brewing Network uh, members a 15% off uh, discount on our meads now through the end of the year. You can get that from uh, our website, moonlightmeadery.com forward slash Army. Um, and then as you check out, make sure you enter the BN Army uh, coupon code and you get 15% off your orders. Score. Excellent. All right. Uh, you wanted some of the other recipes? Uh, yeah. Well, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the raspberry Let's, blossom. Uh, no, we, we, what did, we, you? Did, the, we oh. did the raspberry. <laughs> what did you use for fruit? I missed that. 
No, no, no fruit. No it's fruit. just the honey. Just, just the, the honey, honey itself. Yeah. Wow. Right. Raspberry blossom honey. Wow. Let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up with uh, another recipe from Michael and uh, words of wisdom about meat right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit DanStarYeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at DanStarYeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own Magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. And the BN Army receives 10% off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code A. 
AIH10 at checkout. The brewers at Adventures in Home Brewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all grain brewing. Adventures in Home Brewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Home Brewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Home Brewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're wrapping up back. a fine episode about meads. We need to have a mic on during intermission. Yes. We, we, we just to, captured we, the last five minutes that came out of my we, brother's mouth. We've there. talked about talk this on Brew Strong, yeah. Right? And we uh, generally, we just like, yeah, yeah. We think it's a great idea, but nobody's willing to do the work for that. Just saying. It would require some editing, I think. Yeah. yeah. Give me a show. It would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be the uh, yeah. You got to pay the extra dollar. Sign a waiver because we really get naughty during the when the microphones are off. Right, right. Yeah, Michael. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we'll probably talk a lot more normal when mics are off. Then that's probably true. Yeah, although we do have a, a few nasty things to say. All right, so one more recipe we promised. Michael, go. Coffee in bed. So the real trick uh, to making a methylglen is you want to start with a orange blossom-based honey mead um, because orange blossom honey really kind of will showcase the spices that you might want to use. And so for both the orange um, the coffee in bed and the fury, um, what we're, we've essentially grown into is that if you can add the spice post-fermentation, then you're going to time taste and find out when the the flavor and aroma is matching what you would expect as a mead maker to come out to be perfected and then immediately pull the the mead out from under that spice. So we used um, Sumatran coffee. It was a coarse ground. Uh, We cold steeped it so we didn't do anything to it other than, you know, float it on top of the mead for uh, three days. And it turns out the, 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 72-hour mark is where I'm really finding the sweet spot or perfect uh, amount of time to get the flavor from the, in this case, the Fury, for example. We used uh, habanero flakes, dried ghost peppers, and the Trinidad, I can't pronounce the middle name, Morgu scorpion peppers. And, And those three peppers, it was only one pepper of each per five gallons. And um, you get a pretty intense amount of heat coming up. And if you want to get it hotter, you can wait an extra day. I mean, you know, every 12 hours you're seeing a lot more um, uh, flavor coming out of the product and uh, going into the mead. And the aroma really kind of works the same way. But you're going by a blending flavor kind of approach, you know, like we were talking about in the Lambic show, but. You're you're reintroducing this flavor, this prof, this profile that you're looking for just by what you think is balanced to you, right? I mean, are you putting these these beverages after a three day adjunct sit or rest, you know, in front of a panel of judges and saying, "What do you guys think about these meads?" Do you no, because I make them you? all for me. Perfect. Yeah, you know, the, the the key key to success, yeah, is don't try to please anybody else but yourself. Sure. I mean the the and selfish point of that perspective is if my customers don't like what i make don't drink it perfect i get more of what i like and um you know for us it's um it's worked well i mean i joke on facebook and twitter and such that you know i'll never make a watermelon mead because we had a customer come into the shop and she asked me to make a watermelon mead and i made this face and i'm like no and my wife got mad at me and she says you can't be mean to customers and i'm like the hell are you talking about i wasn't being mean to a customer and she said you told her you wouldn't make that meat. I'm like, I can't visualize the flavor. Mm-hmm. And oh, if I, I can't, well, then you make it. <laughs> so, you don't I mean, think so? No. I would oh. never put honey and watermelon together. It just does not yeah. sound right. Same like pumpkin and watermelon or pumpkin and honey. 
How about persimmons? Yeah, it sounds nasty. I'm just kidding. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, I've I've made a, a pineapple and honey mead. Um, it takes a long time for the acidity level yeah, to balance out. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's 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 all about the key balance of the right. flavors. And you know, I've joked around about making a um, like a salsa mead with a tomato and maybe a little <laughs> cilantro and and stuff right. to see how you could really kind of tweak that flavor profile. You know, I can see the flavor, so then I can make it because we can't make every single batch the same because right. the honey changes, the water can change. We get our water from a town uh, where it comes out of a lake or reservoir, and as the you know the if we're having a drought, you know the mineral content's going up, we're getting a lot of rain in New England where pH is changing. So if the water can change that much, and the honey can change every single time, you know. I've only got my taste buds to guide me on, on how to make this. And, you know, you guys were talking about the last apple and it was sweeter. Well, it took, you know, we got those apples, the very last apples of the season. So it takes almost twice as many apples to get that same gallon of cider. So it's almost like an ice cider, but without icing it. Hmm. So, you know, you get that rich, almost like a Chardonnay buttery note to it from the mm-hmm. apple. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as we let that ferment through and age it on the, uh, in the Jimmy and bourbon barrels, you get, you know, it's it's really sweet, but you mm-hmm. put that with some cheddar cheese, you know, and it just can kind of take it to a whole nother level. And that's, I, th- I, th- I think the the thing to, for the listeners to take away from all this is, you know, and it applies to anything. If you, if you make something, if you ferment a, a meat or a beer or a wine or what have you, and if it tastes really good to you, then it's a good whatever you've made. If it doesn't taste good to you, then it's a bad one. You know, it, it really doesn't matter uh, a whole lot what anybody else thinks. If you love it, then it's good. You've you've done a good job, right? Exactly. And and when I used to enter competitions, you know, I took it to heart what people were saying about my product, or you know, it wasn't product back then, about my passion. And you know, at some point, I just said. I'm giving up on competitions. I mean, I never had the tenacity to try to chase down gold medals at, you know, lots of big competitions. But at at some point after giving up on that chase, I started entering competitions again and I started winning and I started winning big awards. And by the time I, you know, won uh, best to show at the new England regional homebrew competition and won my third straight mead maker of the year award, I knew I could never enter another homebrew competition again. <laughs> you know, it was basically, you know, not that it was afraid of winning anymore, but, you know, I was going pro. And if I were to ever enter any homemade meads again in a homemade competition, I lose because then I'm a pro, so I can't win that way. And if mm-hmm. I, I lost, then they pick on me and say, well, you're a pro and you lost. So, right. you know, well, it's, it's, it's a no-win no situation. Right. Yeah. So you you really can't. And now I judge. I mean, I just I love to go to competitions, and you know, I've been to Georgia, Arizona, you know, the Upper Midwest uh, competitions in Milwaukee, and I love to judge these competitions. Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I got a couple of tips for you. If you want to open a brewery, you want to open a meadery, you want to open a winery, whatever. <coughs> I think one of the uh, Find guides you can have. One is uh, the Brewers Association guide to starting your own brewery. Dick Cantwell, you know Dick Cantwell. Yeah. Oh yeah, Talk great guy, him. great guy, great guy. Famed, I bet he wrote a great book too. Famed owner of uh, Elysium Brewery up in, in Seattle. He's uh, uh, he knows both the production side and the brew pub side. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're opening uh, whatever man. it might be, yeah. Uh, brilliant guy. Uh, if you talk to him for five minutes, you realize that that's one smart dude, and uh, he has. Uh, Shared that information for you, uh, the uh, ingredients, financing, business plans, quality assurance, distribution, wastewater, sustainability, more. Uh, it's all in the book. If you want uh, uh, to be walked through your planning and execution to, to take you know, your passion for beer or wine, what, what have you, into reality, that's in the book. So uh, check that out. It's a comprehensive guide. Uh, lots of essential industry knowledge in there, and uh, it is uh, going to help you chart your own course to making uh, your your dream come true. Check it out. That's uh, 
uh, Brewer Association Guide to Starting Your Own Brewery from uh, Brewer Association uh, author Dick Cantwell. And the other thing I want to mention is a Siebel Institute. I don't know if you anybody here been to Siebel Institute? No, uh, I didn't. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. You'd be much smarter. When was Arthur? He left. Well, that, he left. There's See, an, I told you, guy he's smarter. He's smarter. There's he left. another guy that's going in June, though. He, he, I just talked to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because you can actually go and take classes there on campus mm-hmm. in Chicago, Siebel Institute. You can actually do them remote. You can do them off the web. I heard that's a great course. It's save save you some money doing oh, yeah? them off the web. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to you know, leave the comfort of your own uh, masturbatory couch. You can actually go <laughs> there and <laughs> on the web... <laughs> You can have you can one window, the same time. one window open for one thing, one window open for another. Type one-handed, this right? Is, this is a quality live read. I'll have you know. Um, just make sure they don't listen to this one, right? Uh, but no, you could. You the beauty is you can learn to be uh, a great brewer. You can actually, you know, if if all you're interested in is you know passing the BJCP exam or the Cicerone exam or something like that, or or taking your homebrew to a new level, you can do all that. All through SiebelInstitute.com. Uh, if you want to be, you know, a, a respected uh, pro brewer, yeah. Siebel Institute. Looks good on your resume. So oh, if you wanna just you know, yeah, People see that name, they, well, they, they know it's a good course. And if you've, if, if you've done it on your own, you know, when you're when – you're, uh, we did the show on Brew Strong about, uh, you know, how to get a job in a brewery. And if you've invested your own money into educating yourself – and preparing yourself to be a good employee in a brewery, mm-hmm. you got a much greater chance of, of getting hired. So check it out, SiebelInstitute.com, if that's the thing you're interested in. Uh, they can help you. Good stuff. I just have uh, one last question for uh, Mike before we wrap up. Yes. You ever you have this happen often, Mike, where uh, people say, uh, hey, why were you being so mean like your wife did with that uh, customer? Does it happen often, or was it just that one time? Um, I'm told that I get very self-involved. It's not that I'm trying to be self-involved. It's right. more that I'm usually busy and trying to think about how to keep my company going. Right. Um, I view myself as very easygoing, but I'm very high standards. Hmm. You know, Jamil and I were talking uh, today on the ride over about you know expectations. If your store is open until a certain hour, you stay open. If you're going to open at noontime, your doors are open before noontime. And... Um, there's nobody that'll push me harder than I push myself, and when it's your money on the line, or in the case, you know, my parents have been money invested in my company. There's nothing I won't do to keep my company afloat at this point. And so, if I can't believe in a product, I can't sell it. And when I do believe in a product like our Utopian, which is made in the Sam Adams Utopia barrels, and we're releasing batch eight in January. Last three batches sold out at a hundred dollars for a three seventy five milliliter bottle. You know, nobody pays that kind of money. And it's a couple of years ago I went to uh the Sam Adams has this Brewing the American Dream. It's kinda like a speed coach uh for small business owners. And um there I got to meet uh Randy Newman, who um was a gentleman that started Magic Hat Brewing Company. Now I think the seventh largest uh craft brewery in the country. And he you now works at Boston Beer Company or an affiliate and um, he said you got 10 minutes tell me about your company I, I kind of quickly gave him the overview and he said okay I understand mead and I said well we sell our, our average bottle at $15 per bottle and he looked at me and he said go home and I'm looking at this guy going what are you talking about he says you're a genius if you can get $15 per bottle at retail for a 375 milliliter bottle he said just wait all you got to do is hang on. Do not sell any piece of your company. Just hang on to the day it hits because it's coming because you figured out how to do something every craft brewer in the country wants to do because, you know, I'm not making beer. I'm making mead because I make good beer, make great mead, and that difference between good and great is life or death for a company. You can't go into the business thinking you can make a living or just make money selling beer or even mead for that matter, it takes extraordinary skills, a commitment to quality beyond anything else, and just hard dedication. I mean, I see it with Jamil and his entire team. I spent the day at their brewery today, and, you know, it's amazing to see it coming out of somebody else 
but it's what I have to put myself through on a day in and day out business. And, you know, I tell everybody I don't work anymore. It's fun for me. Now my wife would tell you I work too much. You know, when I flew to Australia 24 hours later, that felt like work, you know, but when I get behind, you know, the, 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 you know, whether I'm tweeting or texting or doing whatever for the company or how do I come up with a new flavor, it's all about, you know, my quality of excellence that has to be bar none. There you go. I didn't want to, I, I wanted to get him up on his, uh, on his soapbox. Oh, that's all. I could have gotten higher. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Another fine show. Another, uh, another one of the books. Yeah. I think we've seen next year, huh? I think we finally caught up. Mm, I like a mead. Yes. Good. Getting, getting your your honey on. Getting my mead on. I there like mead. Go. Moscow, when's the uh, 2015 uh, show schedule going to be in the forum? Uh, within, <coughs> with, uh, in five In weeks. December. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. January go. 1. Before 2015. Yeah. If it happens, then, then it'll happen then. All right. If you like this happenings. Be sure to check out our fine sponsor, uh, northernbrewer.com. They got uh, all the goodies to make great mead, so check them out. And uh, if you like keeping this show on the air, check out thebrewingnetwork.com, the store. You can buy some goodies in there, and those goodies, when you buy them, all the profits go to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and help shows like this stay on the air. So check them out, and brew strong, everybody. And oven. Mead stronger. (laughs) 